You are listening to From Shadow to Substance, Studies in the Book of Hebrews. Today's sermon from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 to 29, is entitled, Therefore, Be Thankful and Worship. And now, Pastor Rick. It's a privilege to to open God's Word with you again uh, this morning. We're going to be studying today our final therefore from the book of Hebrews. If you remember, we've been studying Hebrews based on uh, ten major teachings that the writer gives us, and each of those teachings uh, had a therefore that corresponded with it, kind of like the application of the teaching that was given by the writer. So we had such things as uh, the writer arguing for the value of faith, and then he challenges us to run the race. Uh, We've seen the writer argue for a correct understanding of spiritual discipline, and then he tells us, strengthen your feeble arms. And we've seen the writer argue for the supremacy of Christ over other spiritualities, and then exhort us, therefore, do not drift away. And so now we come to our final therefore from the book of Hebrews. Therefore, let us be thankful and worship. Now, as I said, this is the final therefore of the book of Hebrews, but it is not the final chapter of Hebrews. Hebrews has one more chapter, chapter 13. There's no therefore in it. Uh, It's some closing remarks, so we'll look at chapter 13 of Hebrews uh, next week. And that will wrap up our From Shadow to Substance sermon series. But to give you a glimpse of what will be next, starting in July, we'll do a sermon series entitled East of Eden, and it'll be a study of chapters 4 through 11 from the book of Genesis. If you remember, and we're here last summer, we studied Genesis 1 through 3, and this is section 2 this summer, East of Eden. It's section two of what's going to be a multi-year sort of approach to the book of Genesis. So we looked at one through three last summer. We'll look at four through 11 this summer. And then in August, after we've studied East of Eden and and some chapters from Genesis, we're going to study a sermon series entitled Perfecting Ourselves to Death, The Pursuit and Perils of Perfectionism. In that series, we're going to tackle the question, when does trying to be good become bad? So as the summer hits and the summer vacations hit, uh, we encourage you not to take a vacation from church. Uh, Join us each Sunday for Sunday school and for worship, and we hope that um, you will enjoy these upcoming sermon series that we have prepared for you uh, this summer. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and return to our study of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 14. So if you have Bibles, I encourage you to turn there to Hebrews 12 verses 14 through 29. Hebrews 12, 14 through 29. As I've already said, this section ends with a therefore statement, and it tells us to be thankful and worship. Therefore, be thankful and worship. And we're going to focus today not so much on what it means uh, to be thankful or what it means to worship, but rather, what are the things that motivate us to be thankful? What are the things that motivate us to worship? Why should we be thankful? Why should we worship? So as we read this passage, I encourage you to ask yourselves, as we're looking through it, to ask yourselves those questions. What are we to be thankful for, and why are we to worship? So follow along as I read Hebrews 12, 14 through 29. Hebrews 12, starting in verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. 
See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See to it that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who, for a single meal, sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them, because they could not bear what was commanded. Even If even a ma- an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful, and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Join me in prayer. Lord, we ask that you would give us guidance as we look at your word today. Give me strength as I preach it. Help me to feel well. Lord, we want your word to be spoken clearly and without hindrance. So we ask your Holy Spirit to make that happen this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.